everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Pod. Uh, today we have a Chelsea man, always popular guest, always here. Idris, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, we have to bring back the noisemaker from North London. <laughs> and he's going to come back again next week. He doesn't know that yet, but he's coming back next week for the North London Derby. I put a lead, baby. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Uh, this episode should be fun. Uh, we'll, for, for sure, uh, due to uh, what happened, we lost the legend of the game. We'll talk briefly about uh, Maradona, what our most memorable moment of Maradona is. We'll talk, review the Chelsea game uh, quickly, talk about the high points for both of them, both of their teams. Was kind of the top of the table clash. Then we'll give our quickly our weekly awards, which will be, you know, as we always call it, kudos for the week and egg on the face or donkey of the week. Uh, since Chelsea was the host, uh, we'll go to Idris quickly. Hey, Maradona. Yeah, so we've tried like to say good, you know, what's your most memorable moment to the legend Maradona? His legacy lives on, uh, by the way. Yeah, my my most my mem- my most memorable moment of Maradona, and it's kind of a sad loss actually, because I've been watching a lot of his clips again. It has to be uh, US '94 uh, when I watched um, him against Nigeria, and also I believe he was against um, I'm trying to remember was it Greece or so that he scored uh, he scored that wonderful goal. Um, for me, it was it was the build up to '94 because of the noise of that number ten number 10 like you know blue and white stripes it's just number 10 he, he he it was just the beauty of knowing somebody that's short that stocky can carry a whole team on his own you know so the whole and the whole thing of you gotta be a tall guy you gotta be six foot, like you, know, you gotta be towering or powerful he just like turned everything on its head and and watching him against Nigeria was just like I actually watched Maradona life you know that's that's something I can say I saw. I mean, after that, he left after two years after that, right? But sharing the 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 moment with my uncle, who is a diehard Maradona fan, and explaining what he meant to Argentina, the hand of God, the poetic word of the hand of God, yes. and the game in England is is such a beautiful memory of Maradona. That's that's what I what I remember him. Okay. As a kid. Before we go to Ono, uh, let me tell you guys where you can find us. I forgot to do. You have to do a quick admin. You can find us Facebook, Extraordinary Footy Fans. Um, this podcast will be on YouTube at Footy Fantasy. You can find us Instagram, Fantasy Footy. Uh, if you like podcasts, it's called the Footy Fantasy Podcast. All the addresses will be at the end of the pod. Just scroll to the end. You see all the exact addresses for anywhere you want to interact with us. Uh, Coach Steven, what's your most memorable moment of Marlena? Memorable moment, man. It's actually interesting hearing Idris. I would say that uh, my first time hearing about him, watching him, was in the '94 World Cup, and that's also my first memory of football too. Like watching that World Cup with my brothers, my dad, my uncles, everybody around the house. But I wasn't impressed with Maradona at that World Cup. Like I remember being young, and everybody's like Diego Maradona in Nigeria, and watching him against our boys, Uche Okachuku then, Olise, everybody. And I was, I remember distinctly just feeling like, what was what, this, what's this guy doing? I, I wasn't impressed with it, to be honest. My, my memorable time seeing him is because after that match, 
I went and started watching all the videos. I saw the hand of God after that World Cup. So seeing him again coaching the Argentine team at the World Cup, Mm. 2000, was that 2014? Six. No, 10. I think it was 10. It was the 10, 2010, yeah. 2010. It was the one in Africa, right? Correct. South Africa, yeah. Coaching Messi and coaching and the passion that he brought to it after I had watched all his videos and seen what he'd done and the drugs and the everything and everything that he I love soccer the same way he loves soccer. Like it's my, it's my. I could just see him like the blood is just pumping. I love this game, and he was so proud to coach his country. I I love that moment watching him coach. And if you remember, he was doing crazy things coaching. He was playing Aguero, Di Maria, Messi, <laughs> all, like five attackers at one time because he just wanted to attack. And I just loved like the passion that came through. For attacking the passion for attacking you could see it in his game you could see it in the coaching and i i, I that was my memorable time i love that okay i'd say uh, that's good that's a good one uh, mine actually goes back as far back as a uh, 1990 world cup i that was the first tournament i remember watching fully from beginning to the end i watched parts mm-hmm. and parcels of euro, euro 88 but even at the 1990 world cup i was a young kid but i've been watching football for so long even as a kid with my my dad and my dad's friend and the most memorable was the game they played with Brazil. And just mm. before, so nineteen ninety World Cup, obviously Nigeria didn't make it to World Cup. So this was our MO in our house then was support an African team, one by one, and support Brazil. So I supported Brazil by default in every tournament. And I supported Cameroon for sure. And Cameroon at that time, they were still in the tournament, but the next team I was supporting was Brazil. Careca, I think Zico was on his last leg. You know, they had they just had um, some guys that played 99 to walk up. They were there. And I remember watching that game. Brazil had all the possession, but these guys having like two or three chances. And Maradona, they had it, everything. I remember the goal was Maradona to Kanija, the same Kanija that, that beat us in the 94 World Cup. Maradona again was not clear. If you go, go and reward that 94, I think one or two of the goals, either one or both goals, was Maradona that made the key pass. <laughs> So he was recruited as, and that ball split the Brazil. That's a, that was like, I think that was first in my head, like knife through butter. He split the Brazil mm. first to Canada. So I was just like, so my memory, that was my most memorable moment. And funny enough, I didn't really like him at the time. I was like, this guy is always the one at the key moment. But it's after the fact, I now went back, you know, and this is after 1990 World Cup. I talked to my dad, and I was like, oh, this guy, and I started going back, started looking at tapes. You know, from the Napoli wins, I'm like, oh, this this guy is something special. So yeah, rest, you know, uh, his legacy lives on. Maradona, R.I.P. You know, him and his family wish them all the strength. He was a great, great one of the greatest football legends of all time. So now we pivot to we segue into the London Derby. You know, the, I think it's this is the second uh, meanest derby or most maybe the biggest rival apart from London. You know. Chelsea Tottenham. Uh, we go with London Derby. I man. I prefer the Chelsea Derby. <laughs> I feel like it always has more party and more bite to. Even though they feel they say that Arsenal are rivals like North London, Chelsea Derby always feels like there's more to lose every time we play. Off. I love it. Okay, because since you started, okay, dive into it. Since you started, uh, Odom, how did you see that game? 
tough game, tough game. But I'm I'm mad at Chelsea for letting Liverpool catch up with us. I'm mad, I'm mad that we, we didn't take our chances and win like we were supposed to today. Like this season, Chelsea knows their level. They should know their level at least, right, Idris? Oh no! <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Odo is like, is like, is like, you guys are holding us back. I'm like, no, we have history of winning, so you are holding us back. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why Odo is, 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 is claiming entitlement on the title race. But, but here's the thing, as Ono said, it's it's really was a it was a very interesting game for those that actually watch soccer, not just for the goals or the highlights, right? Like Mourinho masterclass, he goes and nullifies any team. It's almost like defensive boxing. He he just nullifies you, right? And he tries to catch you on the counter. And it's usually ruthless counters. Like he, it's 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 do not give his team as much space because they played really well today. Oh yeah, back and. Yeah, I, he played. He played really well today, and 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 I have to say that this Tottenham team is legit, legit um, title contenders because of not just the mentality and quality they have up front, but they finally all bought in to that Mourinho's uh, toxic way of fighting for every little thing possible on the field. And 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 uh, I would say I'm impressed, but I also say I was so proud of how Chelsea played today. Although I was disappointed that we should have won this game, but I was very proud of like, wow, we've really come a long way from conceding every second set piece to actually literally controlling the game. So that was my eye. and segue back to Ono because you were you were saying something there before you went up. Yeah, yeah, my bad guys. So yeah, I, I was saying that we were disappointed not to win. You know, now Liverpool's caught up with us. We really wanted to win this game, and we came in it seems with the same strategy as against Man City. So we know that Chelsea is very good, has a lot of attacking talent. So we wanted to sit back a little, soak it up, attack on the counter. But we weren't as clinical today, weren't as good. And that's, I mean, it's a balance. It's probably up to the attackers. And also I'll, I'll give Chelsea credit for the way they defended. I knew it was going to be more difficult with a team with Kovacic and Conte, of course, because Conte didn't give Kane the space in the middle, if you noticed, every time Kane dropped near the middle to receive that ball, Conte was on him like white on rice, man. Like, like Conte, there was one moment where it was Conte and Kovacic together. And Kane actually got a skill and, and got through them, but he got fouled. But just the, the quickness which with which they got him was, it was impressive. So right. two things I'd say about the game though is one, Mourinho made a big, big gamble in playing Rodon. Rodon's our new boy. He's the Welsh Maldini, as we call him. He's good. He's promising. But I didn't think he could handle a game like today because we had Toby, our best defender, out. And the decision was, do we play Sanchez with Dyer or Rodon? We'll give Rodon a, a full debut. And he actually gave him a debut against Chelsea. So, it was so I was so happy to see Tammy Abraham missing all those chances, man, because... <laughs> it was, I mean, I would just watch it. It was like a, a movie today. I would just see a ball fly. I'd see Tammy fly and the, and nobody would touch. Tammy and the ball just didn't want to, what was happening, Idris? What, 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 what was, 
actually going on? I was having a discussion. I was having a discussion with 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 um I before this. We're talking about quality of certain players. Tammy's an amazing player, but if you notice this season, he's really changed the way he plays, right? And he, his hold-up plays much better. His link-up plays much better. He carries players along, which was something he didn't really do very well mm. coming up to the ranks, right? Like, he's always that run-off-the-shoulder kind of guy that Timo Werner is right now. And everybody was like, oh, Timo Banks goes. Timo's ruthless in the box. But I will keep banging this on every Chelsea fan's ears. Timo Werner needs services constantly off the shoulder to run into the box. He's not the best to build up play with. He's just not. He hasn't given us anything to be excited about building up. Aside the last game against, uh, um, oh, who did he play last game? Uh, where he ran all the way from the middle and laid Tammy on. Aside that game, that's the only time he's done that. But again, Tammy, ah, oh, man. Missing those headers today, if it was Olivier Giroud, for sure this game was 2-0. Easy. Yeah. But I think Tammy needs to grow into being able to let loose from a defender, um, nudge off a defender, stand his ground and be able to head properly because, you know, boy, he's growing. He's just growing. I, I, I can't bash the boy too much. He played a very good game today, but we should have beat Tottenham today. They should have just allowed us to concede one and let go. But, you know, they, they're fighting for something that is not theirs. I totally agree. And I'll let you deal with that uh, attacking for today. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I really think, honestly, honestly, now, seriously, I think you guys missed the chance to capitalize on Rodon's debut. You know he's mm. a new defender, a new partnership. You guys should have capitalized. And I do give credit to our setup for not letting that happen. The other two things I'll say is uh, our midfield. I love our midfield three. As we were talking about, Mourinho's really figured it out. It's Hoiberg, Sissoko, and then Ndombele. I, th I think Ndombele was great. I think we lost a little from Sissoko sitting too far back. Today, he was almost working as a center back. It was just too far back. So we lost a little from that. Even though people feel that Sissoko is not creative, he creates chances with his short passes just to release people. And then our, our forwards were not clinical. You know? I mean, when I looked at the whole stats for the game, it was, even though Chelsea had more possession, it wasn't as much as Man City had. And you guys only had three shots on target. We had one. So it wasn't such a huge difference in terms of real chances now. I'm not talking about uh, Zayat just blasting the ball from far. Like that, like, yeah. Like, that's a chance, but you're right, yeah. Yeah, it was three shots on target to our one. But I think that we really should have punished y'all. So but the one thing uh, at the end, when Zuma made that pass, and misplaced that pass. It went to Lucas Moura, who just come on. I thought it was an ex it was a great example of why Lucas doesn't start yet, and the problem that we're having on our team. If we fix this, then we become we win the league. We're much better. Our forwards just they're great at getting in possession. They're clinical. They just don't take defenders on. Have you guys noticed we don't do that one-to-one -one when there's a chance? We always look for the link up for the pass. Lucas Mora got the ball from Zuma's bad pass. Who's in front of him? Tiago Silva. Apart from Jose Mourinho, there's nobody else on that whole pitch that's slower, that's as slow as Tiago Silva. 
<laughs> I, I promise you, even Lampard is faster than Thiago Silva. <laughs> Lucas Moore looked at Thiago Silva, one touch, and he could be in the box. Just push it past Thiago and let Thiago chase you into the box. You're in the box, he'll bring you down, or he'll get the ball. It's, it's a 50-50, right? And he passed it into Loselso under pressure. And I just thought, if Lucas changes this mindset, he starts on the team. He, he, he just doesn't have that confidence. And it's not just him. It's it's Bale, even. It's Son. We don't take people yeah. on and beat people one-on-one. The only person that, that does that, I think, your we team. Need, we need that badly, man. The only person I think that does that in your team, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to, to some extent does that, Lamela. Lamela is the only one I think I see that likes to take people on, cuts inside. He, like, he, like, he likes to do that. And okay. I think you guys, you know, I, I was surprised that either Lamela or Bale didn't come on in this game. But then again, I, got, I, said, I, yeah. I don't think Mario went for it. He didn't go for it. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to say one thing though. You guys are talking about offensive players that would honestly, honestly come up. We will have created a scenario for Tottenham where I don't say they would be the weakest link, right? They would have created the opportunities mm. that the likes of Timo Werner did not get today. They will have given running spaces. For the likes of, I mean, look at Kovacic. Kovacic played a mad game to me. He was running through the middle, and you're talking about powerful men in the middle. We're talking Sissoko, we're talking Ndombele, we're talking Hoiberg. There was, you know, it was a battle. Yeah. So if you play those forward-thinking guys, you create. It's almost like chess. You're creating space behind the lines, right? So I can understand why he didn't bring those guys in. I, I completely understand. And the part that like Ono was saying, um, learning at uh, Thiago Silva. You're right. The guy is 36 and he's probably the oldest, but my goodness, he's awareness level of being in the right place at the right time yeah. is divine yeah. it's unreal his presence he cuts out passes he puts himself in a position that blocks your, your 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 view on what to do next and i think you cannot underestimate what a lot of teams meet when they're playing zuma and um and zuma and tiago silver with ngolo kante sitting it's just it's just we have so many clean sheets for a reason. There's a reason. We are not exposing ourselves as we used to before. I, I, you understand? So I agree, but Tiago, somebody like that, I agree with what you're saying. Even one on one, but his real strength is reading the game, positioning. Mm. When you catch that kind of guy one on one, bro, you take it. You know, that, that's, the only <laughs> that's the only weakness he's going to have. That's yeah. the only advantage you're going to have on him is speed and that one on one. And who better than Lucas? He's the fastest on the team. So we, we missed he missed a trick there. But even in that moment, if you go back, and I like the way you analyze the game, because if you go back, I rewound that moment so many times. If you watch Tiago Silva, like once Lucas got that ball, right? I respect that boy, Tiago. He showed Lucas one way, then showed him. One way, yeah. <laughs> he just showed him one way, like, this is where I need you to go. Yeah. I don't think people realize how crazy that thing is. I, I remember. I think a lot of people don't, don't understand. I think a lot of people don't understand how massive Thiago Silva was for Milan. Thiago Silva oh. had, I think, seven or eight seasons in Milan where he was flawless. I think after those seven seasons or so, he was their player of the year for like four. Mm. Player Crazy. of the year for Milan. And I think Crazy. on two occasions, he was Serie A player of the year. Thiago Silva was flawless Crazy. when he was at his peak. He just moved, I think, too late, you know. He moved to a, he, he moved oh, to PSG. No, the, the guy moved to too late. He yeah. had gone to like a bigger well, at that time. Milan was, was a bigger club. I think he won Thailand there. He was there when they last won in the last one in hotel. I think. I think the city, yeah. He was young. He was young there. But yeah, 
Uh, I think let's just let me ask you guys real quick. I don't know if I caught anybody. If I do, you can go back to your points. But uh, who is your player player of the match? Who's your man of the match? Mm. Idris. I'm thinking right now. For me, I I'm stuck between Ingolo Kante for me and Ndombele. So if you see on the Chelsea side, on the Chelsea side, I have to go, I have to go with Kante. And that's very close to Kovacic, like very close. Um, I'll just say this was a battle of the mid mids. I don't think people appreciate what was going on in the midfield. It was a battle of the mids. Because with Macy Mount, too, did, he did a lot of running around. So I, I will go with Kante for me in the whole game. But also, if it's for me, picking between Chelsea and uh, uh, for each team, I'll go in the billion on. Um, Tottenham side, Kante on Chelsea side. Oh, no. I'll just pick one. It's Kante. It's Kante. Without Kante, you don't nullify our strongest threat, which has been probably the strongest attacking threat of the whole league this season, which is yeah. Kane hitting others, Kane up and, and being a quarterback. Kante nullified that completely. So I'll give it to him. I'll say Reese James. I was impressed. I was very impressed. His crosses, yeah. Everybody's always impressed when they play Reese James, when they play Chelsea. It's always funny to me because it's like, by now you should know this kid is really good. But until they play Chelsea, they're like, oh, I'm impressed by Miss James. I'm like, that boy is a beast. Yeah. So <laughs> something I'll say quick is that I, I love, there were so many moments of the game that I love today. I'll say two two moments that I really love. And it partly shows this mentality that they were talking about, about, you know, bad word, bad word, C word, you know what I'm saying, about the Tottenham team. One was um, when Chilwell flies in on the Orient, trying to hurt him, Idris, trying to hurt him, but he gets hurt instead. He rolled his ankle and got hurt. Guess what happened? It was so funny. The Chelsea team bring on like the stretcher and people to take care of him and all that. Guess what? My boys, Spurs boys stole all the water from the cart and drank all the water. I was like, what's going on? Spurs drink all the water. <laughs> Chilwell's there. He's dying for water. He's calling like, please, please, what? He's a big dire. It was Dyer that gave him some water. <laughs> I was dying I loved it, man. I loved every moment of us drinking all that water, man. <laughs> what like, is, is giving like that to nastiness. He's giving like that nastiness. I thought that nastiness. This has to be intentional because Rodon came drank, Dyer drank, somebody else came and drank, and Chill was there like, <laughs> like, what the hell? No, any, anyway, second moment was. Rodon made a couple of mistakes today. The second one, when he headed it back, a short header back to the goalie that gave Giroud a chance. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Sissoko come back and pat him on the back, encourage him. I love that moment, man, because I think there's room for, like we were talking in the intro, there's room for people yelling at you and telling you, the, the senior ones telling you what to do. And there's also room for teammates encouraging each other in the bad moments. Because right after Sissoko pat him on the back, there's Loris there, like Rodo. You can see him yelling at Rodo and chewing him out. Both are needed, and I love that we have both on the team. I I, I just love that stuff about our team today. But it was a great game, man. We, we weren't clinical, but uh, you know, you didn't really have many chances, to be honest. Draw <laughs> was a fair result, in my opinion. I think draw was a fair result. I don't, I, don't, I, I didn't think it was fair. I think draw was a fair I result. Was I think both teams did not. Um, at any point, say, okay, this I'm going for. Let me throw a kitchen sinker type thing. And I understand why they didn't do it. Because again, 
one point, you know, the way this league is tight so far, we're, we're, we're now at the 10th game and everything yeah. is so tight. It's like what, five points between first and uh, I think we're, we're eight now. Miara is eight. I think it's five points mm. between first and like 10th. You know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of mirroring the pattern of how last season was apart from the first two. Remember last season from three mm. to like 15th was like all bunched up. But Liverpool and City were just separated from everybody. But instead, now it's everybody all bunched up together. So it might take up until like the 20th point game, maybe halfway six point before that separation happens. I know you have a hard stop. So let me just run through. Let's run through. You might have thought, I think it was a fair point. Both teams will probably be in around the title challenge. The title challenge, this is what probably one of the seasons where we'll not be able to talk about title challenge until like January to see who the real title challengers are. I, I, I suspect. I also suspect injuries will be a key, key player this season. I suspect. Whoever has the healthy key players. Oh, injuries will be a key, a key part this season. Yeah. Uh, let's do a roundup of our weekly awards for the week. Uh, I'll start with Dr. Steven. Coach Steven, who is your full guest kudos for the week, for this week, in the football week so far? For the whole week? Yes. Across the team? Across Europe, across everywhere, across the wow. world. What a great question. For, 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 I mean, I saw, I haven't followed every game day by day, but from the highlights I've seen, if I'm going to give kudos at any point this season, I'm giving it to Ibrahimovic. It's what time? This week, not season. This week. This week. Just this for the week. It's a weekly award. Just for the week. Yes. Oh, from Sunday to now. If you're not ready, you can go to uh, kudos today. Okay. I'll give it to Kante. Man. I'll, I'll give it to Conte. I'll give it to Conte again. Okay. Because I, I like what he did today. I don't know why people ever Conte. I think he behind Harry Kane and De Bruyne. So yeah, I'll give it to him. Okay, give it to Conte. Uh, Idris. For me, for me, uh, kudos of the week has to go to Ronaldo, the, where he's uh, like the goals he's banged in the Champions League. The goals he's banged. Um, even in Syria since he came back from COVID. And just last week, just I'm sure he's going to score this weekend again, like at some point before we check it. Like for what he's doing, and I understand why uh, Ono said Slatan too, because um, what they've done in these last two, three weeks at their age, it just shows there's just levels to this stuff. Like you can train as hard as you can. We're gushing over uh, uh, Maradona right now for a reason. Because if you if you watch the VHS tape, CDs, whatever you were when you were young of 86, Mexico 86, Italia 90, even 94, what he did in Naples for getting in the Scudetto, it's madness. Like there's a level to where this, these guys are reaching folktale status like it's almost like the greek method uh, uh, uh is it the greek myths and myths and legends that we hear about thor hercules poseidon and all they're, they're getting to that point where it's just like these guys are just gods of soccer right like it's it's crazy so for me i gotta give ronaldo this week it's just at the age of what he's doing is madness i'm sorry egg on the face moment egg on the face don't care of the week Ah, Asna. Anyhow, any day. From last week to this week, Asna. It's no vessel, but God damn. I have a new emoji. I have a new emoji. GIF. I have a new GIF. On Let Facebook. I want to see EJ Vex a little bit, man. Oh, she gonna cut out. She's gonna cut this side out. There's no donkey up there. <laughs> this week, bro. 
I, I just, I just, oh, you bought the title. You don't have history. All that <laughs> nonsense that I'm like, she Amara is going to buff a lot of people on Facebook <laughs> this week. <laughs> I have this, oh my God, like, Arsenal's got to be dunk of it. I, just, I was trying to explain to somebody how poor, substandard Arsenal players are for what Ateta is trying to do. I don't think they get it. I, I don't, if, if, you, if you're in doubt that you're a meetable team, with meetable players. The only good player on that team is uh, our bar now, maybe that we gave, we gave them Willian and David Silva. So you can see those ones are elder statesmen. The remaining are trash. <laughs> Kepa will make this team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alajay, okay. who's your own? That's an epic one. Who's your own? What happened in the Wolves there? I, I didn't even see that game. What is your own? Before we debate, what's your own? My my donkey of the week is actually Jurgen Klopp. Because Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen it, his interview after their draw yesterday, I feel like he fell into a trap. That's a good shot. Where where you take your aggression and you don't control it. And he fell into the trap and and went into like a back and forth with the journalists and blaming the journalists about, hey, you, I think somebody got hurt. Milner got hurt. And he was saying, you caused that. Congratulations. There's no need to be passive aggressive or snipey with a journalist. Now I'm on his side. I understand what he was saying. He was trying to say that the broadcasters are choosing these games, uh, Saturday game after they play. Mm. But to to go at a reporter and give him headlines and fall into the back and forth, that's something that media media training should would never let you do. You just give the reporter what he deserves. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so mine, I'll say mine quickly and wrap up the show. My kudos for the week goes to El Matador. <laughs> the guy that was today, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kudos for the week now. It's too to me. Kudos for the week. He said, El Matador. He showed me what it is to be a classic number nine. I remember in January, I have an argument in my WhatsApp group, January of um, beginning of the year, when we were going for promo, going for Igalo, and I like Igalo is an underwhelming signing, and he did okay. He comes to like when Cavani is there, you go and get him. To be fair, when he got him, this I was like, okay, it felt like a panic buy, Wonder Sancho, but that guy is class. The two goals he scored today showed that classic number nine movement, the movement in the box, the pass, just decision making, quality strikers, quality players, that decision making is usually top notch. 95, 95% of, 90, 95% of the time. And that's what Cavani, so you guess my kudos. My, my donkey of the week actually goes to the fact, still we stay with the Arsenal game, but it goes more to the fact that the head collision injury, concussion protocol for FA Premier League needs to be changed. The fact that they let Davies back on the field, his head was bleeding and he played 45 minutes. Like, that is dangerous. This guy could, you know, you know, go for this scenario. Yeah. Have some bleed in the head, and he played for five minutes, and they sobbed him. You could see that he wasn't fully aware in his defending. In some cases, for me, that's my the FA Premier League needs to change. Wow, the protocol. It does not make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that was that was poor. That was and, poor. Yeah, they should change. I didn't should, know that. They should be an like extra substitute. They should be an extra substitute for concussion protocol. I think separately, even though some a team has made three changes, there's concussion. That level of head clash, some the personnel. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, Coach Steven, Coach Idris, 
The game was actually a ball fest, but it's, it's okay. Oh! <laughs> if you're watching this, anybody that's watching this, you know, just make sure after this, get your popcorn. You know, I'm going to go and watch AFTV. AFTV and chill. <laughs> Arsenal fan TV and chill <laughs> with my popcorn. <laughs> it's, it's always lovely. They, they give me content week in, week out. So that I, I, I keep my banter throws coming. <laughs> like, share, subscribe, all our uh, social um, channels is at the end of the pub. Thank you guys for coming on.